Hi, welcome to Valerie VoiceOver. Here we are at episode three. I'm Valerie, and today is all about demos. These first four podcasts are going to be sequential. The first one was an intro to me and how I got started with voiceover work. The second podcast was all about my beginning steps and what I did immediately following my light bulb moments of wanting to start voiceover work. And Here we are, episode three, all about my demos and every step of the way to get to that final product of an MP3 to put on my website and send to different casting agencies, etc. While searching around on the internet for different production studios for demos, I came across Such A Voice, which is a company based out of Burlington, Vermont. Such A Voice has 35 years experience in VO training and demo production. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureaus, and I went over their website and kind of looked up what they did, what their mission statement was, and the process to do a demo through them. I started my process with Such A Voice on September 16th of 2015. Your first step with Such A Voice is a two-hour webinar. It's called You're On The Air, How To Really Make It In VoiceOvers. This is hosted by Roger Grant, who works with Such A Voice, and is $6.95. So for a two-hour webinar, that's a pretty reasonable price, and you get to go over a bunch of stuff. First up, Roger explains kind of the process of what he does. He's a voice evaluation coach and a class instructor for various webinars that they put on through Such A Voice. Before your webinar, they send you a script sheet with various spots, You can read over those and practice those before the webinar because what's going to happen during the webinar at the end after the kind of intro explanation is everyone's going to get a chance to go over one of the scripts and Roger will give you some pointers, give you a little bit of direction so it can get you into the mindset of taking direction from a director, which you're going to have at most of your voiceover jobs is a director or coach that's kind of telling you things to change, maybe things to emphasize differently, pacing. After the webinar, you're given a phone number for a free evaluation line. A professional will assess this recorded voiceover work. Again, it's from one of those five possible scripts that they sent you. So in your webinar, you kind of get the practice session in with an actual voiceover class instructor, and then you take what you've learned from that and on your own, call a number, and they evaluate you on that one script that you submit to them. And approximately two days after the webinar, I was given the feedback for the evaluation that I submitted. And they also sent me information about the different demo and coaching packages that they have. As with any new business, price is going to be one of the top considerations for your decision-making for your demo process. Not everyone has thousands of dollars set aside to just go out and quickly pay for a demo, which is why most demo production companies do have the option for you to do monthly payment plans. So my feedback was good and whoever had professionally evaluated it, they gave me some better tips. Um, They had some good insight into things that I did well in my audition and things that I could work on for future. Constructive criticism is always welcome in this industry. So after I got my feedback, I made a quick call to Such A Voice to talk about 
some of their demo packages that they had available. I wanted to get going pretty quickly with coaching so I could, you know, keep a forward momentum and really try and get my demos within a six-month time window is what I was hoping for for my commercial and narration demos. I ended up choosing the Quick Start Coaching and Demo Program. That program includes eight hours of one-on-one -on -one coaching or 16 half-hour sessions if you'd rather elongate your sessions with your coach. You get original scripts for your demo. Such a Voice has a professional copywriter working for them. His name is Brendan Carty, and he writes all of the scripts for everyone's demos. So you aren't out there searching for pieces that you can put on your demo. There's no copyright infringement. There's no chance of you and 10 other Such A Voice students sending out the same exact demo with the same exact scripts. This program included your two demos, your commercial and your narration demo. The option was available to pay a little bit more if you wanted to change one of those demos or both of them, I suppose, into an audiobook or an animation demo. So feasibly, instead of commercial and narration, you could switch it up and do audiobook and animation or kind of flip any of those combinations around. But you are going to pay extra if you want audiobook or an animation demo. The included package is commercial and narration only. Part of the package includes a website on such a voice. So you get your own little section on their website for talent. It's gonna include your demos. And I had a headshot taken, so I put my headshot on the website once my demos were done. You could do any other professional photo that you have and really make it your own website so people can see you right away and you can get out your website to different casting agencies or different agents to try and get jobs. The package also includes support for questions and information that they have right on their website. They have a manual that you can download in PDF form. And if you have questions, you can email such a voice, perhaps who's in charge of that department or has better knowledge of the subject area will answer you back. So you don't only have to talk to your coach, although your coach is going to be very helpful for you for your specific demos. The end product is a professional studio demo created by an engineer. They add background music to your demo. So you kind of get the whole package of a voice, some music, some good pacing, and a professional demo at the end product. I paid $1,995 for this quick start coaching and demo program package. I started this in September of 2015 and the prices have increased since then. So now this package is actually $2,895. You may be able to go on the Such A Voice website and see when there's different deals going on, perhaps different times of the year. They may offer discounted programs if you sign up within, I don't know, seven days of your evaluation. And as I mentioned, you can do monthly payments for some of these to make it a little bit more bite-sized and manageable for your budget. There are other options for the demo programs. The next package is called the Accelerator Program, and that one includes 10 hours of coaching or 20 half-hour sessions. So two more hours of coaching with a specific person. And this one also includes a 12-month marketing plan. 
where the marketing guru from Such a Voice will go over a marketing plan for you for the full year so you have every step laid out along the way for what you should be doing to market yourself for the voiceover industry. It includes everything else from the Quick Start Coaching Demo Program, two demos, commercial and narration, your original scripts, website on Such a Voice, and constant support for any questions and any information you might need for this industry. That program is $3,695. And the last program option that they offer for you is kind of a really cool one because it is limited to eight people at a time. So whenever they start this session, those eight people are the only ones that get to do it for that session. So you may have to wait until the next session and there's available spots open for this. It's called the VIP program. The VIP program includes everything from the accelerator program, including your 10 hours of coaching, your 12 month marketing plan, commercial and narration demo, website on such a voice, all original scripts for your demo, support, professional studio environment. But the main difference with the VIP program is these two points. You get a live teleconference with Sarah Jane Sherman, who is a former director of Disney TV animation. And her specific webinar is gonna go over everything that involves animation in a professional sense. She is gonna be a great resource for any specific questions that you have for animation, as well as any questions you have for being a professional voiceover actor. The second big part of the VIP program is you're gonna get one year premium membership to voices.com, which is a pay to play website. You basically sign up and you can put your demos out there. You can put a headshot out there on your little talent page. They literally have hundreds of auditions that you could do every week. Various casting agencies and projects and their student films, they put their auditions on Voices.com and they're open for anyone to try out for that's a member of Voices.com. Again, sort of like backstage, you can tailor it to what type of jobs you want to get. Maybe you want to narrow it down to teens and young adults, and those are the auditions that you're going to want to try out for. Or maybe you do entire age ranges where you do child all the way up through older person. Maybe you want to do specific to just e-learning and so you can filter out just e-learning auditions or you could filter out and you just do telephony auditions or commercial auditions. So you have a big range of auditions that you could do, maybe even up to like 20 to 40 a day, depending, you know, what's available at the time. Usually that's $349 a year and you get that as part of your VIP program. At the time when I was looking for demo programs, this VIP program actually had a special as well. There was a deal if you paid in full for the VIP program, they would include professional grade home studio equipment with your package. So they sent you a microphone, they sent you all the cables necessary, they sent you headphones, which could be very useful if you don't have anything and you wanna just start out fresh. They give you your professional equipment, and you can start right then with your coaching sessions. You get your teleconference in with a professional from Disney. And you can start right away with Voices.com and start auditioning right when you sign up. That program is $4,695. Again, all of these have monthly payment plans available. 
So those may seem like very high numbers, but they can make it more manageable for you. And these are really great value because you're getting hours and hours of coaching with a professional. Some of these you're getting, you know, professional grade equipment right then and there. And everyone gets original scripts, which if you've looked through other programs, and I will get to that with my other demo that I did create with a different studio, getting your original scripts written for you by a professional is very helpful for those of us who are not professional writers and can really struggle with how a commercial should sound or how a narrative piece should sound if you're doing a biography or if you're explaining how to do something step by step. And so I did that webinar on September 16th with such a voice. I started my first coaching session the next week on September 22nd. So I had a really quick turnaround between deciding, paying, and getting right in there with my coach. My coach was Bill Sleeper, and he lives in Oregon, so all of our sessions were online through Skype. We didn't do any video or anything, so you don't have to worry about what you look like. It was all just audio through my microphone, just so he could hear how my microphone sounded and just, you know, give me some quick tips if it sounded kind of funny. I didn't want to use my computer mic and then be misled into what that sounded like compared to my USB mic that I bought for auditioning. I chose to do eight one-hour coaching sessions. I thought that would be easier for me to do in time management and as well as, you know, really getting more bang for my buck. Technically, 16 half-hour sessions equals eight one-hour sessions. But as I've learned through other things in my life, including my dance classes, warming up and then getting into it can take some of your time out of your hour. And so if you're doing a half hour, but you're doing warm up type of stuff and chatting a little bit for 10 minutes, then you're already a third of the way done. And you had to do that every session is warming up and this is what we're going over today. Chat, chat, chat. And I just found it would be more useful for me to do this in an hour. So I take only a sixth of the time up for chatting, discussing, going over things, and getting more actual practice time in with him. Maybe that's just me. If you guys, you know, have kids or you have commitments during your evenings and you can only get a half hour of time away with a coach, they are professionals and they're going to help you as much as they can with the time allotted. So you don't have to worry about which method you choose. I'm just saying I personally liked doing the full hour so we could practice more and it just sat in my head a little bit better for the next session. Also want to note that I did eight weeks all in a row with my coach and as I will kind of get into my other demo with the other studio, this demo with this studio, eight weeks all at once was likely the better option for me. I'm not generally a procrastinator. I'm more of a do your homework Friday afternoon instead of Sunday night kind of person. So it wasn't that I was afraid of procrastinating, but it just seemed like if I had a session once a week, every single week, that it would keep my momentum going. It would technically force me to practice during the week because five days later, I'm going to have to talk to Bill again. So I had no chance for slacking and it kind of set me up better to keep me focused. Even when I was busy with regular life and I had a full-time job, I had other commitments. We're all adults here. 
you know how sometimes the day gets away from you. And this just kind of made me focus in practice, practice, practice. So right before my first session, Bill ended up sending me probably about 10 different scripts and some other various information from the Such A Voice website. Like I mentioned, they have a manual and a PDF form on their website. So he sent me a quick link to that. He sent me some other quick tips about the voiceover industry. He sent me, it's kind of like a, an FAQ sheet about the voiceover industry and what people think voiceover means because most people might think it means cartoons only, but really anything that's an audio without a picture or audio with a picture, but you don't see the person, that's voiceover. So you can do commercials, e-learning, telephony, radio, podcasts, internet, anything could be voiceover. And so with those extra scripts, he had sent me a form that kind of went over script analysis, which is going to be a big part of every audition that you're doing. You're going to want to take your script and you're going to want to do a script analysis. Four steps. The first step is your message. What is this script trying to say? Two, who is your audience? Is it your friend? Is it a family member? Is it someone that has come to your business that wants more information? Is it a patient? Number three, who are you? Are you the doctor giving the advice? Are you the patient asking for advice? Are you a mom? Are you a store clerk? Are you an employee? Are you someone that is asking about any of these kinds of things? And number four, where are you? Are you with your friend at a coffee place just chatting while you guys are hanging out? Are you in the store? Are you the clerk that is talking to someone who has come up to you asking about, I don't know, workout equipment, asking about shoes, asking about some product that you sell? So those are your four steps for script analysis. Once you've got those four things in place, you're going to go over your script a few times and you're going to mark up the script. And so Bill and I would spend about 10 minutes kind of marking up the script, going through our script analysis, seeing what words I could emphasize, seeing what words you don't want to emphasize, seeing what words are good decision points for changing the mood of the piece, see what words are choices, and that mostly means the choice word would be where you could switch the emotion of the piece. So because they have a professional copywriter at such a voice, all of these scripts that were given to me for practice were written by their copywriter. So some of these are from companies that I'm not sure if they're more regional or if they're local, but there are some, you know, national names among these scripts. Some of mine included Spa Lady Fitness, which was a commercial about a new spa for working out. One of my scripts was for REI, which is an outdoor and recreational equipment company. Sort of like your L.L. Bean if you're over here on the East Coast. They sell canoes, hiking equipment, camping stuff, sporting goods. I had another script about a place called Teamworks, which is a day camp for children. I had a couple more national scripts to practice. Trader Joe's, a grocery store that I believe is nationwide. I know they have them out west and they have them in the capital region where I live in New York. And I had a sample for a Facebook script. So for the commercials, it was across the gamut. We had, you know, social media, grocery stores, gyms, 
Now, we didn't only do commercial scripts because I also wanted a narration demo. And so those pieces were going to be a little bit longer than the commercial pieces. They ended up being, if you are looking at a printer sheet, those ones took about two thirds of the sheet, whereas the commercials were about a third. So a couple of my examples for narration included the Pierre Hotel, which is about a hotel that's in New York City. It's a very famous hotel and it's very old. And so it has the iconic feel to it and it's decadent and you feel like you've walked in time. I had another one about life in Iowa, which I don't particularly know anything about since I've never been to Iowa, but this was a piece that kind of explained the Iowa subculture. Another piece that I had to practice was about Stonehenge, which is the very famous uh, circle of stones over in Europe. And just a little bit of information about what we know about Stonehenge and about the mystery and why it's so popular as a tourist attraction. And my last piece of narration to practice was more of an educational narrative piece. It was called Importance of Bicycle Maintenance. So this was more going over what you would do step by step to get your bicycle in working shape, which a lot of narrative pieces are instructional where you're telling someone, this is how you do this. Step one, step two, step three, and you're good to go. The script analysis works the same way for commercial pieces as it does for your narrative pieces. You still have to figure out, number one, your message, two, your audience, three, who are you, and four, where are you? A bigger difference maybe between commercial and narrative pieces are that you have to really be passionate about your narrative pieces because someone came looking for this information. Whereas commercials inherently are something that is on the radio, they're on television, they're on the internet. You're not necessarily looking for a commercial. It's kind of coming at you as a audience member. Whereas for a lot of the narrative pieces, someone has gone out to search for that information. They want to learn more about something. They're just interested in something. So they want to know more. They're learning how to do something which is a great find on the internet, is you can probably learn how to do almost anything by listening to a tutorial on the internet. Bill also described what I'm going to call lead-in words. They are basically things that you'll write in at the beginning of your script to lead you into the conversation of the script before the first actual word that you are saying from the copy. So for example, for my REI membership script, the first words were, come join the 3.4 million members of Recreational Equipment Incorporated. Because I'm starting right on the dot, it might give you like a, a jumpy feeling if you just like, come join the 3.4 million members. Whereas if you put in some lead in words, it kind of gets you going with the conversation before you're there at the start to make it sound more natural, more conversational. So for this one in particular, we, you know, started with a question. Sometimes you you can just say, listen, well, look, just to get that first word out there and kind of get you moving and already into the flow of the script that you're doing. You could also add lead-ins to different parts of the script. If 
you're feeling like there's a theme change or like a tempo change in the middle to kind of get you from maybe you asked a question and now you're jumping back in with an answer for it, but you don't want to be just like, hey, what's up? You want to just lead yourself back in. And you could also do lead outwards too, where you just like keep the phrases going, keep the piece going, keep it going so that you're not just stopping on the last word, which can be a little bit jarring because we are doing this on digital audio workstations. You can edit out any lead in word or lead out sentences that you do. So it's not a really big deal to add a little bit more text in just to keep yourself conversational and keep the flow going for the various pieces that you are doing. As I mentioned, Bill also helped me find conversation points and decision points in the pieces that I was doing. Basically, you're going to look through the script and see where some of these terms are. Maybe you're asking a rhetorical question, so it kind of changes the piece to what would someone say when they answered you back? This is what my answer is to you to answer the question that I asked you. <laughs> for example, for my spa lady fitness script, this was a piece where I decided I was talking to my friend about the gym. And as we all know, as adults, it's tough to get yourself motivated to actually work out, even though we all know that we need to. In this piece, I'm a person talking to my friend about this new gym and how it's revolutionized my thoughts about working out because the piece is basically getting you to a 30 minute workout at spa lady i felt the message for this piece was that you can get fit in less time with spa lady since they are offering 30 minute workouts my audience would be you know any woman that wants to be fit but doesn't have a lot of free time or conversely a woman that wants more free time and doesn't want to spend all day at the gym, but really wants that quality workout in 30 minutes. I said I was talking to my friend, so I'm not an employee of Spa Lady Fitness. I'm just me chatting and, you know, maybe you're looking at the new spring catalogs, looking at all the clothes or bathing suits for summer and you're thinking, I need to get to the gym or I need to work out or I need to do something so I could get myself in some of these uh, skimpy bathing suits. And where are you? It's easy when you're with your friend because you're basically hanging out. I was maybe at a coffee shop or out at brunch or, you know, just chilling on the couch with my friend, you know, looking through magazines. Maybe you're having a girl's night and watching movies and having a glass of wine. And so Bill had said as part of this script, some of the deciding words were going to be for and is words that you can have a choice after you say that word because this piece kind of goes into how long does it really take to get a good workout i used to work out for over an hour on machines and free weights at that four part you could have said you know any kind of time amount because my leading question was how long does it take while I was working out for over an hour. And is a big one just because it's a change in thoughts. You have your first piece. And to make it sound conversational, as we speak, when we speak to other people, you're thinking in your head before you say the actual phrase that you want to say. So and is a good one where you put something together and this happened. Those are conversation points or decision points. 
So over the course of two months, Bill and I worked on both my commercial and narration practice. And maybe around week seven into it, the copywriter for Such a Voice sent me a questionnaire to generate ideas for my custom demo scripts. He wanted to see some ideas of things that I like to do, things I was interested in, products that I use, places I visit, different things that I do in my free time because they want to make custom scripts that you're excited about. So I basically filled out a whole form with just various ideas and they could build off of that and they made me five different scripts for my commercial demo and five different scripts for my narration demo. Those were sent to me in December and I was also contacted by my demo producer who happened to be Angela Castagway. They have various producers as such a voice and she just happened to be mine. And basically our first session together on Skype was just kind of chatting about the process of what's actually gonna happen when you produce your demo. What's gonna happen when you get to the studio and what you need to do to prep yourself before you get to the studio. Because I live in Albany, the studio is in Burlington, Vermont. Those aren't exactly quick places to drive in between. So if you forget your scripts and you don't have a way to print more out, you have really just inconvenienced the engineer that's being paid to do this work and your demo producer who is taking time out of their day to help you with your demo. We did two sessions together. One was the initial run through of all of the scripts and she was my director for those. And so she gave me points to look at. She gave me various tips for how I can make this commercial more energetic at this point and changes to make in my pacing, maybe changes in my pitch for various things. And so the first session was just a dry run through for those. The second session counted as my dress rehearsal. So I took all of what I learned from our first session, all of the things I learned through my eight weeks with Bill and put together a run through of everything. Because when you're in the studio, you get, you know, two or three takes per piece, but with 10 pieces, you don't have all day to just figure it out as you're going along. You need to kind of go in knowing what you're gonna say, how you're gonna say it, pacing, tempo, pitch, everything kind of has to be there so that when your demo producer is directing you, they can do little tweaks, not huge changes. Maybe they just say, let's hear that word a different way just to see how it sounds. After my two sessions with Angela, we set up the studio appointment for January 19th of 2016 at Soundloom Studios in Burlington, Vermont. I did an afternoon appointment because I had to drive there from Albany to Burlington. So the day of my demo production, I drove from Albany to Burlington, super excited, had two bottles of water with me in the car. I had two copies of every single script, single-sided, so that I had a copy with me in the actual recording area. And the engineer also had a copy so they could follow along as they were recording it. I also brought multiple pencils just in case as we were in there, I wanted to do a few more markups. 
I already had my markups put on my clean scripts from all the practice that I had done, but you never know what you're gonna change the day of, so bring pencils with you so you can make those quick changes. And Angela, because she is from the South, she was on the telephone while we were recording my demo. So I could hear her, she could hear me, the engineer could hear her, engineer could hear me. The demo production took just about two hours to complete. We did the commercials during the first hour, the narrations during the second hour, with a little break in between so I could get some more water, stretch out a little bit, clear my head, do some singing exercises, whatever you kind of do to get yourself calm and ready to go for the next set of it. I received my MP3 and WAVE versions of both of my demos on March 11th of 2016. So it was just under two months turnaround time to get two professional demos that had my audio as well as background music on them. In the scheme of things, it was a really quick turnaround, I thought, and right away I could send out those demos to Idiom Talent Agency, who was already representing me, so I could get those out there for them to listen to and anyone else that's going onto Idiom's website looking for talent. And basically that's it for my first run of demos. So as I was saying, I have demos done by two different production studios. And you may be asking, why did you go to two different studios? And I guess the easy or quick answer would be, I am super skeptical and I want to make sure that multiple sources agreed that this is something that would be good for me to pursue. You know, you could probably sign up for tons of webinars on the internet and get your voice evaluation and they'll say, yes, you'll be great. Pay us this much money and we'll make a demo for you. And maybe you go to another company and they're like, uh, this is not something that should be your career. And so I guess I was thinking if I have multiple production studios agreeing that voiceover is a path that I could take, that it would set me up better in my mind to actually pursue it. So I kind of did these concurrently. Um, I had actually scheduled my Investigate VoiceOver class with Edge Studio before I had my Such a Voice webinar and evaluation. So I had already paid for the Investigate VoiceOver class and it wasn't scheduled until September 29th of 2015. So if you remember from the first demo, I started that in mid-September and actually had my first coaching session before I went down to New York City to do the Investigate VoiceOver class with Edge Studio. So I guess I could have thought about that a little bit better and maybe worked out the timing, but it all worked out in the end. Edge Studio, a very prestigious voiceover company. They do voiceover training. They also hire for different voiceover projects. They have tons of resources. And if they can't find something, they know someone in the business who can. So it's a whole team at your disposal for voiceover work. They have specialists in all of the voiceover genres. Remember I mentioned there's 32 different voiceover genres. And so they have specialists for all of them. Some of their coaches do multiple genres themselves. And so you may have a specialist that does animation, but also does audiobook. So if you do an audiobook or an animation demo, you might be dealing with the same coach. 
their coaches are also top ranked performers. So they are not only teaching, but they are also actively working in their specific genre. They're winning awards. They're at the top of their game. And a really good resource for the future work that you are wanting to do since they are currently doing work in those genres. They are rated from the readers of Backstage as the number one voiceover workshop. And that's actually how I found out about Edge Studio while I was subscribed to Backstage. I saw, you know, an advertisement and that's how I kind of got into their Investigate voiceover class. Edge Studio has in-studio classes for Investigate voiceover. And I believe they also do webinars for this. So if you live near one of their hubs, you can actually go in person to their production studio and do your investigate voiceover class right there. Since I'm in the capital region of New York, I am very close to New York City. And so I chose to actually go to the studio instead of take one of the webinars. They also have hubs in Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Connecticut. Atlanta, and again, they have Skype webinars for those of you that don't live near one of these major cities. They have, it seems, about two or three each month in New York City and LA, and the other hubs have one a month. So, like I said, I'd signed up for the one in New York City weeks before I took it just to make sure that I was in the class. They have limited spots. I believe, if I remember correctly, there was about 10 of us there. So they don't want too many people in this three-hour course because they want every single person to get a chance to practice, to go over various scripts. They just want to make sure that everyone has a fair shot at going over the material for the day to really get a good audition, if you will, in with the teacher to see if they are prepared and capable of doing this work. The Investigate voiceover class is $99, regardless of how you take it. So, day of, you go to the office that you're going to take your class in. Some of these could be during the evening, some could be during the daytime hours. So, if you have to travel, make sure you give yourself plenty of time. You want to be there before the class is actually starting. You do not want to be showing up late for this. It's a group class, and then you're going to get some solo time in the actual recording booth to record something that the class can listen to, and everyone can kind of see what type of comments the teacher is going to make about your performance. You're going to go over the trends of the market. You're going to go over all of the 32 various genres, which includes the big ones, animation, cartoons, video games, audiobook, commercials, narration, but you're also going to go over things that you may not have thought were separate genres like dubbing, which is recording for animation that is originally in another language. And so you'd be dubbing over English, e-learning, ESL, documentary and film is a separate genre. There's now podcasts and self-guided tours. If you were in a museum, you have the headphones on, someone's doing voiceover work for that self-guided tour. Telephony, promos or trailers, and medical and pharmaceutical is a big one now. You're also gonna go over what you could actually be marketable in, which I think was a big help because with 32 genres, where do you start? If I have never even heard of telephony, how would I have known if that was something that was good for me? Whereas the owner of the production studio, who was actually our teacher that day, 
he obviously works with this. He knows what's going on. And so he would have a better idea saying, you have a voice that could be on people's recording for their business. So it was very beneficial to know what they in the profession thought we could be marketable in. Like I mentioned, it is a three hour class. So about the first two hours is when you're in your group setting in the room, kind of just talking through things. And then the last hour is going to be a chance for all of the students to go into the room to record a piece. They come out, everyone listens to it. And we hear the critique of what a professional person would say about it. So if you never had any experience actually recording something professionally, it's a really cool thing to see how, you know, the mixing stations are set up, to see how your booth is set up, to see what their type of equipment looks like, to see how they kind of have the room padded to prevent noise from coming into the recordings. And what may be unique about Edge Studio themselves, and I don't know because I haven't researched obviously all the demo production studios, but at the end of the class, the coach, teacher, maybe even, like I said, the owner of the company, if that's who's in there for the day, will tell you straight up if you would be marketable or if you would not be so you don't waste all this money and time doing something that they know straight up you're just not going to be chosen for auditions. You're not going to be potentially successful in this field. Because as you've heard from, you know, previous podcasts and even this one, it gets very expensive. Spending $5,000 to get a demo produced, to get your equipment together, to get everything that you need to get started with this business is going to be money that you could have used for something else. So again, I don't know if other demo production studios do this, but Edge will tell you if you were good to go or you are not. And if you go on their website, they do have testimonials that actually back this data up. Some people left a testimonial saying, I went into the investigate VO class and they didn't think I would fit into any of the genres well enough to be able to compete with other professionals that are better at it. I think that'd be a tough thing to hear, but, you know, something that would be very useful for someone. They spent their 99 bucks, you know, took a trip to the studio or took a webinar from their own house and got a professional assessment. Once you've taken your Investigate VO class and they tell you if you are marketable, they will then send you an email that kind of tells you the packages that are available for the demo production. So they basically send you information for what they call phase two. Phase one was your investigative VO class. Phase two would be your next steps that you take before producing your actual demo. Before I move on with phase two, I just want to mention that if you are interested in animation as your choice of demo or choice of genre that you want to get into, you will need a separate animation evaluation because that genre is so competitive and there are so many projects that only use union talent, such as your Disney, your Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network even. All of those big you know, animation studios use union professional actors that are basically taking the time out of their live action to do voiceover work. And so because it is so competitive, they want you to do a specific separate evaluation to let you know if you could be marketable in that genre. 
Your evaluator for your animation evaluation is going to be Jay Snyder, who is not only a VO coach and a director and does audiobooks and does video games, but is also an animation expert. He's been in tons of work, including Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pokemon, Sonic, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, the list just goes on and on. And he's been in some of the superhero type stuff like Batman The Dark Knight Rises video games. He's been doing stuff for X-Men and Iron Man. He is doing more audiobooks now. He has also written for hundreds of shows and is currently developing various animated series. So this is the guy to go to if you want to see if you can actually get into that market because he's been so successful with it. I personally wanted to know if I could be marketable in animation because it's something that I am very, very interested in. And so I set up a separate Skype appointment and that cost $149 for that evaluation. It's a solo evaluation with just you and Jay for one hour on Skype. So it's not how the other VO stuff works. It's just you and him on Skype and you're basically chatting for about an hour and going over your evaluation right then and there. So moving on to Edge Studio Phase 2. That is something that's going to include two demos. Those two demos could be two from any of the 32 genres. Uh, if I was a betting person, I would guess that commercial and narration are the two most popular since those are two that get the most work and are more visible as VO work because narration could include stuff like e-learning, ESL, webinars, documentary, self-guided tours, telephony. So if you do a narration demo, you can kind of sneak various genres in that while not doing a specific self-guided tour demo by itself. As you know from the beginning section of this podcast, I already had a commercial and narration demo in the mix with such a voice. So after my Investigate VO class, they had said I would also be marketable for other e-learning as well as audiobooks. And Jay had said that if I really put some work into it, animation would also be something that I could be marketable in. So I initially signed up for my two demos to be audiobook and animation. Since both of those were really character driven and you're really trying to paint a full story with your voice. So if you agree to start the phase two process for Edge Studio, your $99 that you pay to take phase one basically gets discounted from your final price. Because they figure if you've paid for that phase one and you're in phase two, you should be compensated for that. Phase two is basically trading and recording your VO demos. They call it the ABC program. A is going to be your foundation studies program. You could pay for each of these classes separately if you wanted to, a la carte, or they are all included as part of your phase two. And you could take them an unlimited amount of times until you've actually recorded your demos. So part of these classes are technique and audition workout classes. And you could take all of them if they were available to you. You could take every single class multiple times, work with different coaches that teach these classes, and really get yourself set up before you go on to the B section of this program. 
So A being your foundation studies program, you're going to get into the beginning stages of the business. You have an orientation webinar. They will give you course books. I mentioned Such a Voice has a manual. Edge Studio has their own course book manual for voiceover work as well. You're going to do performance classes with the working pros. These are all webinars with multiple people in the class. Because they're webinars, I think you can probably, depending on the class, have up to 20 people in each class. Some of these are more instructional for the technique and audition classes. They keep those smaller because everyone wants to get a chance to read the script or work on what the class is working on. And you want to make sure, since these are only two hour long classes, that everyone has a chance to be heard and to get a chance to actually do the technique that you're practicing that day. Another part of part A is your business classes. So that's going to be classes with industry experts and things like marketing, home studio setup, business and money, and a don't embarrass yourself class, which is basically kind of a one-on-one class about how to audition, how you're going to turn in your auditions, how you are going to not embarrass yourself in front of professionals when you are trying to get a job from them and have them hire you. Again, you could take any of these classes multiple times as well. Most of these classes are offered multiple times per month, but they do fill up quickly. So if you are only free on a certain night a week, or you're only free during certain times of the day, you'll definitely want to check out these classes in advance. They go out as far as about 30 days, so you know a month ahead of time if there's a class on this Sunday from 7.30 to 9.30, you can sign up for it now and make sure you get into it before the class is full. Luckily, they label the full classes right away so you're not in limbo wondering if you're going to be able to take the class. Almost all of these classes are going to be at night, Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to guess they did this purposely because many of us already have full-time jobs and getting into voiceover work is at the beginning stages of working towards a part-time job or additional income. And so we don't have daytime hours open to take a two-hour webinar. So all of these are fairly convenient for your nighttime hours. Some of the Ringer classes are three hours long because they want to make sure everyone has a chance, like I said, to do the technique. And that can take a little while, even with 10 to 12 people. You could do a full hour to get everyone on one of the techniques. Go onto the website. You can click for details and for registering. And they kind of have it so you get through most of your A part of the ABC program before you get into the B section. That is going to be your private training with your personal coach for the demo that you were doing. I had mentioned a little earlier that Edge has professionals in all of the genres. One of those professionals is going to be your coach for the demo specific to you that you are doing. These are six one hour long Skype sessions. I'm not entirely sure if they offer these as an in-person class. And I'm not sure that if you didn't live in one of the hubs that I mentioned before, you would want to drive back and forth to do them. Skype is so much easier. And as long as you have a good internet connection, it worked great for me and my coach who lived in New York City. My personal coach for audiobooks was Carol Monda, and she is an expert in audiobook, audition, 
commercial, documentary, and narration. She is an Audi award-winning audiobook narrator. She's recorded books for so many audiobook companies. She's worked for audiobook magazines, which I didn't even know was a thing, but there are magazines that record as well. She's also done several documentaries. She has worked as the voice of Turner Classic Movie Film Festival since 2010. She does commercial work with big companies such as HSBC Bank. She's done promos for TNT. And she's actually an adjunct professor of narration and commercial voiceover at NYU's Digital Design and Film School. And also has taught at Tisch School for the Arts in New York City. So very, very capable of being the coach for a noob like me. And so basically what I did in my first hour-long Skype session, she had emailed me maybe a week before and asked me to, you know, look at a few pieces, think about what audiobooks I would want to do. Because just like there's so many genres of television shows or films, there's probably hundreds of subgenres of books that you could read and that people write and want to listen to. I mean, there's just off the top of my head, there's young adult fiction, there's young adult nonfiction, there's self-help books, there's books specific to history, there's books that are maybe more textbook related, there's mystery, horror, children's books, you know, you name it, there's probably a genre and books that are written in that genre. So she wanted me to go over some of the types of books that I would want to actually put on my demo. I was interested in children's books, young adult, and adult fiction. And I also wanted to get a nonfiction piece in as well that was more like your self-help book or something that's maybe a little bit more educational in nature. So that's where I was thinking. So I picked out a couple pieces and our first hour was getting into being an audiobook voiceover artist and what it entails and how you have to make not only one character, but likely many, many characters since you are telling the story as it's unfolding and you're going to have your main characters, some side characters. You yourself as the narrator is a character for anything that's not actual dialogue. So that's a whole separate character that you have the ability to bring emotion and performance to. So it was a very interesting first session and we kind of went over the pieces that I picked out Audiobook demos are going to be a lot different than your typical demo because your audiobook demo is so much longer than your typical commercial demo would be. Usually for commercials, they're going to be quick, like maybe two minutes total, whereas your audiobook demo could be up to 15 minutes because you work two to three minutes on maybe five different books to have your various genres all covered. So for my next one hour session, I started thinking more about the actual pieces I would want to pick for my audiobook. And there were some hits and misses along the way. I do read a lot. And so as I was reading a book, I was thinking, is this something that I would want to market myself for? Or is this something that I enjoyed reading, but I don't think that I would be very good at it? So there were some pieces that we ended up working on for not only my second one hour session, but even my third and fourth to try and refine what I actually want to put on my demo. When it came down to it, we decided I would do one children's book. I would do an adult fiction. 
I would do a nonfiction piece. And you have to have a piece that shows dialogue between two people. It was right around that time. As you may have remembered from my signing up for this class, I said I was going to do audiobook and animation as my two demos. And it was around my fifth one hour long Skype session that I realized I was nowhere near ready to actually do a demo for audiobooks. I had just maybe finalized three of my pieces. I don't even think I had my fourth one really set in stone to do. And then to get only, you know, one more Skype session to perfect all four of my audiobook pieces just seemed really unrealistic. And Edge Studio will tell you themselves, if your coach does not think you are ready to do a demo, they are going to quote unquote suggest that you pay for more coaching because a bad demo is going to get you nowhere and you paid all of this money for the program. You might as well work until you are ready to record a full professional demo. I made the tough decision and called up Suzanne Pinedo, who is the PR rep for Edge Studio. She's great, super friendly, really knowledgeable about all of the programs and the classes that they offer. And so I talked to her and I mentioned I didn't feel comfortable with going through with my demo just yet. And I only had one Skype session left. I hadn't even started working towards my animation demo. So I was wondering if I could take, you know, the portion of money that would be towards the animation demo and trade it for more coaching sessions with Carol for the audiobook demo. And they were cool with that. So I traded in my one demo and I got six more hour long Skype sessions with Carol, which really helped to refine my pieces, to really find the characters, to make everything smooth and conversational and like a story, which is what you're telling with an audiobook. And so towards the end of my ABC program, C is the demo production part of it. You do get a prep dress rehearsal, which is a one hour Skype session with your coach where you are going to do your final run throughs of all of your pieces. You're going to organize them how you want them on your demo. So they flow maybe more easily with one another. For mine, I wanted to start with my children's story and then work my way through to the adult pieces towards the end and they ended up flowing really nicely together. I went in January of 2018 to record my audiobook demo. You may have noticed that there was a long span of time between when I did my investigate voiceover class and when I actually recorded the demo. In fact, it was almost two and a half years before I actually got in to do the demo. That was my fault as a person. Um, I'd mentioned for such a voice, they scheduled you for a Skype session with your coach once a week. You do either your eight weeks in a row or you do your 16 half hour sessions all right in a row and take it over the course of 16 weeks. With Edge Studio, your private trading with your coach is really up to you to schedule with them. So I would talk to Suzanne, see when Carol was free because she's not only my coach, she's also working and she's coaching other students. And she's not working every night of the week doing one or the other. She has a life too. So I'd have to work with her schedule and my schedule. 
And as adults, life gets away from you sometimes. And at one point during the summer of 2017, I had realized I hadn't talked to Carol in two months and hadn't had a lot of time to practice my audiobook pieces either. So I really needed to buckle down, take the rest of my hour-long Skype sessions, and I did that from, you know, August of 2017 through November of 2017. Your coach is typically going to want you to do your dress rehearsal pretty much one week before your demo, just so you can keep that momentum from your last run-through together in your head. You've got your fresh, marked-up scripts that you're going to bring with you. You don't want to get too much space between your dress rehearsal and your, you know, final performance. And so because it was towards the end of the year, you have Christmas, New Year's Eve. People's schedules around the holidays tend to be vacation, vacation, vacation. So it took a little while for us to finesse in our both of our schedules when she was available not only for dress rehearsal, but also to come into the Edge studio to record with me. I'm not sure if every coach goes to the actual studio to record with you. They might be how my coach was for such a voice. Angela called in while I was recording. But Carol wanted to be there in the room with the engineer. And it was really fun to meet her, actually. When you're on Skype, we actually do the video in my sessions with her. And, you know, I saw her on a screen for over a year and a half. And finally, I could meet her in person and talk with her and not feel like, I don't know, like we're robots and a machine talking to each other. We ended up getting my demo done at the end of January 2018, just with how all of our schedules worked out. I went to Edge Studio to record my demo, took the trip to New York City in the morning, and I actually drove my car because I didn't want to have to worry about train schedules or bus schedules or cancellations. I figured if I left early enough in the morning, I would definitely be there on time at one o'clock to do my demo. I'm only in the capital region, so I figured it was the most foolproof way of getting there and getting me into the studio. Basically, you show up in comfortable clothing. You want stuff that's not loud, that's not going to make noise when you're moving around. Perhaps for audiobook more than other genres, you're animating what you're saying and maybe you're moving around a little bit more so you don't want to wear your finest wind pants that are going to make noise with every shift of your butt in the seat. I also brought, you know, multiple bottles of water with me. You want to keep yourself hydrated, make sure you're drinking tons of water throughout the day and have enough with you when you're actually in your session. Audiobook can be long. You're definitely going to want to take a couple sips of water while you're actually recording your demo. I brought in two copies of each script. I brought in mine that was marked up. I had it all one-sided and based on whatever piece it was would depend on how many pages I had. For my children's book, there was, you know, a picture on the page with maybe a sentence or two sentences. So I had a lot more pages for my children's book as compared to my adult nonfiction piece, which was just a little blurb on one sheet. We did maybe two or three takes per piece. Sometimes I just did a few lines over just to give more options for the engineer to pick from when they were compiling my demo together. And on March 19th of 2018, I received my audiobook demo. 
And I also received MP3s of each file separately since different publishing houses for audiobooks are going to focus on different genres. For example, a children's book publishing house is going to focus on those. So if you send them a demo piece that shows your technique with adult fiction, it's not going to really make sense for them. How do they know you can do a child's book, which is much different. And last up, one last webinar as part of your ABC program. It's called the What Now class, which basically goes over what the heck do I do now that I have my demo completed? It kind of goes over the basics for business again. Your marketing, getting yourself out there, getting a website, which is going to be a very important thing for any voiceover artist because it's your business card, how you're going to sell yourself to different people. You can post it on you know, social media. You can put it on your LinkedIn page. If someone comes up to you and asks, how do I listen to your demos? Here's my website. Click here you're there. And so that was a one hour webinar, just kind of going over everything that you did throughout the whole ABC program. At that point, you can no longer take any more of your foundation or ringer classes. Your program is over once you've received that final demo. All in all, the Edge Studio Phase 2 ABC program was $2,880. Again, that's your two demos, all of your foundation classes, course books, manuals, private training with your Skype sessions, with your coach, and the professional demo production right at Edge Studio. You could, if you wanted to, purchase those foundation classes after the fact, separately, a la carte. It depends which class you take, but I think some of them, I think most of them are around $60 to $75 a class. So if you want to purchase each one of them separately, the total will come up to $1,810. When you think about it like that, it's a pretty good value to get that as part of your whole program, especially because you could take them multiple times as part of the program. Whereas if you buy them separately a la carte, they get a little bit pricey. Another cool thing about Edge Studio is that you don't have to end at phase two. They do have a phase three, which would be your continuing education. As I said, the foundation classes were 101 for your beginner classes. Phase three starts with your 201 advanced classes. So you could do home studio 201, marketing 201, business and money 201, and advanced technique and audition ringer classes that are a little bit more complex than maybe some of the ringer classes you took as part of your foundation program. Those ones they sell a la carte. Again, I believe they're between 60 and $95 for any of those classes. These ones are a bit more infrequent only because I'm guessing the class sizes are smaller. I have not personally taken any of the 201 classes or the 201 ringers. So I can't personally attest to the content of any of those classes. Perhaps once you've been doing auditions for a little while, you want to upgrade your studio. Home Studio 201 could be a good place to start to see what's going on with the industry, to see if there's any specific mics that would be better for your genre that you're working in. Maybe you want to try a new digital audio workstation and that's a class that you could ask questions about a specific DAW. Or you've been working for a little while and you want to get 
more info on a certain technique for invoicing clients and you take the business and money to a one class and they can explain some of those techniques for you and answer any questions you have. All in all, I had a very good experience with Edge Studio. Carol Monda, my coach, was great. She's a really cool person that really gave me some good advice and I hope to keep in touch with her in the future as I get working on getting my audiobook demos out and trying to get jobs with that. The biggest difference I found between Such A Voice and Edge Studio is the schedule with which you program yourself to get your demo. Such A Voice was seemingly much more regimented in that eight weeks I had all my Skype sessions done, I had my copy written for me, it was ready to go, I did my dress rehearsal, I went in January of 2016 to record my demo, I had it by March, I could send it out, good to go. It was basically a five-month process or less to get to my demo and then less than two months to get the actual finished demo. So very quick turnaround with such a voice. Whereas Edge Studio took me much longer to get through. I did my investigate voiceover at the end of September and I didn't get my demo produced until January of 2018 just over two years to get my demo produced through them, which, as I said, was all on me because I was the one scheduling my coaching sessions. I was the one scheduling the performance classes, the technique classes, the business classes, and maybe someone that has the ability to take a class every week and really keep yourself motivated with your schedule. You could probably complete the whole process in six months, like I did with my such a voice. But just based on life and time and everything else that comes with being an adult, I could maybe take one class a month. And that's just all I had the time for. Or that's just all the classes that weren't full. You know, sometimes it's going to happen. You're free for a whole month and you want to take a class, but just none are open or available for that month. And the time just goes. I didn't really notice too much of a difference in price between Such A Voice and Edge Studio. Edge Studio seems to give you a little bit more business-related classes, which I thought was a big help being new to the industry. And I didn't really take any marketing classes in school. I didn't really take too many business classes. I mean, I pay my bills all on time, but does that mean I know how to invoice a client for a certain project? No, not really. And the home studio class was really good too because... You know, Bill Sleeper and I, with such a voice, we talked about my home studio setup, but it wasn't a separate two-hour webinar going in great detail about every part of your setup and what you should really have when you start out so you're doing a professional-grade recording. Both of my coaches were great. Bill was great. Carol was great. So I didn't really see too much of a difference between the studios in that regard. They're both highly sought-out professionals for their individual genres. Bill does the e-learning stuff and Carol in her audiobook world. I really couldn't complain about either of my coaches. They were both really great to work with. I suppose another difference was where the studios were. Although both of my demos were completed in January, so I seemingly like to drive through the snow to get to my professional demo recording. So that's, I don't know, maybe a coincidence, maybe not. I thought both places were great. I mean, I really don't have any complaints about what I did through both of them to get to the final product of demos. And now I have three professional demos, commercial, narration, and audiobook, 
which is split into four separate pieces that I could market myself in technically six different genres if you want to think about it that way. The big difference is going to be what makes you more comfortable. Perhaps if you live in one of the bigger cities, you want to go somewhere more local for your demo production and actually get into the studio and start practicing in a professional environment. Some of your cities that aren't necessarily national hubs are going to have recording studios because you do have radio stations and marketing groups in your capital cities. I live in the capital region and there is a voiceover production studio right in Albany, which if I had, you know, researched a little bit more when I was first starting out, perhaps I would have gone to them for my demo production as they are a fully functional demo recording studio as well. One more thing I do want to mention about Edge Studio that I thought was pretty cool is that Edge Studio has a couple of separate resources that I thought were very useful for starting out. The first one is a voiceover rate card. So for many of the genres, you're going to get clients and you're going to tell them what your billable costs are per hour. And so Edge Studio, being a professional studio, they have rate cards available for you that show average and realistic rates being fairly charged within the industry. It's only a guide, so you know, take that as you will, but as you're starting out, you can kind of see what you would charge for a radio commercial. What if it's 30 seconds? What if it's a minute long? What if it's from a local market? What if it's a national radio commercial? What if it's just a five second tag? What would I charge? I don't know. So it's kind of a good resource for those that are just starting out that don't necessarily have set rates for set projects. Also through Edge Studio, you can send in for a feedback forum, which is you and your peers coming together in a forum to submit, maybe you submit your auditions, maybe you submit your demos, maybe you submit just a quick piece that you're putting together just to see how something sounds in your home studio and you want some feedback from another person listening to it online. I thought it was very useful for some of my demo pieces. I recorded them ahead of time, put them out there, and asked people to really critique me on how they sounded so I could make any necessary changes before I actually went in to record my demo. So I thought that was a cool little thing about the Edge Studio website. All in all, you're going to want to do what's most comfortable for you. So if you want to maybe choose one studio for a certain type of demo because that's what they specialize in, feel free. Maybe you want to go local for some of your demos and then maybe you want to go to one of the big cities to record maybe your commercial demo so you have a national hub doing your commercial demo. It's really up to you. Hopefully this was helpful for you guys. So you got kind of my experience through using two different studios for very different genres of voiceover work. These websites are great. I'm going to put links to them in the info for this episode so you can go check them out for yourself. Thank you guys for hanging out with me and that's it. Valerie voiceover. Have a good one.